If you or someone you love struggles with a gambling addiction, please call 1-800-GAMBLER today and please gamble responsibly. Welcome into another episode of Sports Betting by Dummies. I'm your host, Patty Parlays. And joining me as always, the man who's never lost. You can't really see him because of what he's wearing right now, but Tyler. Tyler, welcome in. How was your weekend? Uh, pretty good weekend. Great game to watch. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit today. Uh, not bad overall. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. And joining us is always the Green Goblin himself, the voice of God, Diz. Diz, welcome in. How was your uh, how's your weekend, buddy? Yeah, it was a good weekend. Uh, the game was pretty electric. Um, not a lot of my props hit, and I only threw 100 on the winning team to defer. Um, I was going to do like 100 and 100 if I like had the stones to make the bet twice to make myself feel good about it. But I couldn't find it again nearing kickoff on the sports books. So I think the sports books uh, were kind of hedging by taking that off the app because they had so many people taking that. But uh, won that. Uh, but I lost so many other props. I actually about netted even. So uh, it was it was a fun game to watch for sure. Um, I'm a little I'm a little down bad now that football's over because uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about this tonight. But it, it gets a lot tougher uh, to gamble on sports if you rely on football like I do. Yes, yes, we uh, we certainly will. But uh, let's, Diz, you kind of already touched on it. I was going to do a little Super Bowl recap. Um, the Rams did end up winning. They won by three points. Final score, 23 to 20. Um, so what 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 what's your guys' take on the game? To me, I feel like the, the Bengals just kind of blew it. I mean, uh, there were some sketchy, uh, sketchy, refereeing but that went both ways obviously um but i mean you can't get a yard on your final what two three plays of the game on offense for the Bengals. yeah i i I don't want to say they blew it i think that last possession was tough because um the first down uh they got a nine yard completion so it's second and one they throw a deep ball it was a miscommunication no one was over there where he threw it. And then the run call on third and one is where I kind of, kind of raise my eyebrows. I t- if you were to get that on a run, I totally get it. Um, but th- even then you're gonna have to use a timeout or hurry up to the line, mm-hmm. um, which if they truly believe they could get that first down on third and one by running it, I guess I'm okay with it. But neither team had really been able to run all game. Um, so I, I would think, you know, maybe three quick passes there I know that's easy to say in hindsight. I'm okay with taking a shot for sure. But that run on third and one that you didn't get just put the Bengals in a nightmare situation. So that was that was really my only, uh, I think, choke of the Bengals. Maybe like a play-calling decision late. Um, if they get one or two more first downs, McPherson's going to send that into overtime. So that was my one really, like, what are we doing situation. couple things. First off, who ran the ball on third and one? P. Ryan. Our boy oh. Samaj P. Ryan. Who had Samaj P. Ryan's over two and a half rushing yards on that game? You did, Patty. I did. He had two rushes. If you're telling me you're giving a running back two rushes, and you would expect him to be able to go over two and a half rushing yards, and he just could not. Now, 
why are we running the ball up the middle with our non-starting running back right at Aaron Donald? Why? It's a good point. I didn't even think about that. I mean, that was what I was going to say. Why, like, in that moment, like, I get it. He's their bigger back. You know, he's power, but crunch time, you want your best players on the field. Yeah. Yeah. That's my opinion. Like, you know, give yourself the best chance to win, put your best players on the field. And then, did did you guys think that P. Ryan possibly could Mm -hmm. have made a better attempt and possibly caught that last pass on fourth Mm -hmm. down? At least, at least from the angle that they originally showed, it looked like it was pretty close to his feet on that throw. Like if he like tries to dive or lay out or something, he might be able to uh, make a uh, attempt at that catch there. But I'm I'm not sure if you guys saw it or had any thought about it. I think the angle was a little deceiving. Yeah, because yeah. from the it looked a lot more. Uh, catchable than I think it actually was. And I think he actually made an effort that made it look realistic, if that makes any sense. So I don't, you can't say he didn't make an all out effort. I think it was an optical illusion with like the camera angle and uh, like just how the throw looked coming off. It, it was the pleat in the pants. <laughs> I don't even get these returned ASAP. He's, he's a power back, not even a third down back. You know, especially he's not a wide receiver, so I don't think you can expect him to make some like spectacular diving catch either. Right. I think that's a lot to ask for him because he's like a big, rigid guy, not a lot of like jukes or anything, not the most agile guys. So, like, I guess I was hoping for more of an effort if it was actually like close. Like, I, I don't expect him to make the play, but at least like trying to lay out and possibly give it, you know, you're all for that. But Again, not not the reason they lost, not blaming him at all. I'm a little salty because he didn't get over his two and a half rushing yards. But th- one more thing on this game, and then I think I'm ready to move on, but I'll ask if you guys have any other thoughts or anything. But how are you going to let Cooper Cup beat you on that last drive? You You, you held him in check pretty much the whole game. Sure, he had that touchdown, but literally all – put – your whole defense or secondary on that guy. Do not let him beat you. Make someone else, especially with Odell Beckham being out. Blanton was out. Basically, Higby was out. Make someone other than Cup beat you. How are you going to let him be the one that gets you? I think, yeah, I think the point to add on there, too, is like everyone, like OBJ being out, Blanton never played, which I could go on a rant for years about. Um I think he got hurt, hopefully, but I don't know. I wasn't paying t- attention to the broadcast enough. But, uh, yeah, Cup was really their only weapon, and I couldn't believe they weren't having more double teams. And I guess my concern with that last drive, not to change the subject, I- I'm interested to see what Tyler said, but before I forget about this, um, how did why didn't the Bengals let the Rams score at the one-yard line there? Because they had to waste one of their timeouts – um, and it would it ran off like an extra ten seconds or so by not letting him score on that QB sneak. But Tyler, if you have a take on the cup thing, go ahead with that before Patty answers that one. Well, we lost Tyler. I I don't know if he's having connection issues or what, so he won't be able to say anything right now. But um, yeah, that's that's always interesting though. I think if you try to stop him, I mean, I think I think you try to stop him right because you have the lead and. You have the timeouts, and 
if all it takes is like a sack or a penalty, and then all of a sudden it's a less manageable situation, right? I think I think you let him score because you only are going to be down three. If it's if it's like tied, or you're going to be down four, like if the extra point wasn't botched earlier, they would have been down by four after that touchdown. Mm-hmm. I think in that moment you got to trust Burrow and your offense to get into field goal range. So I, I wish they would have let them score there. They would have had all three timeouts instead of two. Um, would have felt more at ease on that last drive, but I, I, I understand your take. Also, my Maddie Stafford anytime touchdown would have would have hit. So would have been huge. Did you parlay parlay those two together? No, I couldn't find the uh, under one and a half. Uh, which it would have hit because that that last touchdown they scored that was uh. On the one yard line. Yeah. Did you? Are you in the dead spot, Diz? Say that again. Sorry, I must have missed it. I just asked if you were in the dead spot because you were saying stuff and then it just kind of cut out. Oh really? No, I I'm good. I'm 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 clean. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I believe our boy. Tyler has returned. Tyler, do you have a take? Tyler, come check. Oh, yep. I'm back. Uh, You start in the middle, so (laughs) it's tough. Tyler, do you have a take on uh, either Cooper Cup just like torching the Rams on the or on the the Bengals on that last drive and like them not quadruple covering him with everyone out or do you have a take on letting the Rams score right away at the end there and then the Bengals maybe keeping an extra timeout and having a chance to go down and score a field goal? Um, I don't know what happened there because he was being double covered like the entire game and then the last drive did they just did was he beating double coverage or did they just not do it? in that last drive i you know i wasn't in the moment paying attention to defensive formations or anything you know just kind of taking the game in but i just thought it was wild because i know earlier in the game they were you know he had two people on him no matter what he was doing and and with obj being out and blanton basically not playing i mean they were on their third string tight end who hadn't played all season and then they had you know Van Jefferson was the number two, and then I don't even know who else they had out there. They had that scronic guy that dropped the catch that leaded, led to one of the interceptions. So it's like, put three people, put four people on Cooper Cup. Just make someone else other than Cooper Cup beat you. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. it we were kind of, me and Matty Ice were kind of screaming that. Just like, I don't, yeah, literally let someone else do it. And if they are able to. Um, my mindset was you just get the ball back faster. You're only going to be down by three. So let's put two or three bodies on Cooper Cup and let's see what they do. Because we've seen Matt Stafford's late game. Uh, I don't want to say choke jobs, but he's definitely I, – I was kind of waiting for that late game mishap by the Rams because we saw so many against the Bucks and we saw some against the 49ers. So um, I was waiting for that, but it never came. Oh, well. Congrats to the LA Rams. We uh, we salute you. Heck of a game. Heck of a season. Um, but boys, can we uh, 
Can we get a moment of silence here for the NFL season and possibly Diz's uh, gambling career for the rest of the the year until uh, football returns? All right, there we go. Sorry, Diz, had to put you on the spot there. No, you're good. I mean, football. I'm definitely going to keep betting. It's just I, I, I go from a confident gambler to more of a lost puppy who has to use uh, websites like Odd Sharks or the Daily Stakes to uh, figure out what my bets are going to be because I do not follow other sports close enough. And with MLB not happening, a lot of my like no-run second innings or Reds money lines that are kind of my old faithful now uh, may not be there this year. So got to got to start learning from you guys on the NHL and, and the NBA as well. So I, I, I'm curious – I'm curious to see how that's going to go. That that was going to be one of my questions on this episode. Was like, wh- where are you going now? You're not an NBA better, so it's NHL, maybe some uh, golf. You're going to dive into the golf world. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of my coworkers is big on on live betting golf, um, straight outcomes. But you know, after each day, and if you get uh, one of your three guesses correct, then you make money because the odds are so insane. So I may start trying to ride with that. Um, that's tougher on our podcast because uh, I guess we have a Thursday night show and a Friday night show, but a lot of the rounds aren't done by the time we record. So that, that may be something I'll fine tune, but uh, yeah, looking into golf, um, NHL for sure. And then I may have some uh, winter Olympics bets coming later this week um, as a lot of the medal matches are coming around for like hockey um, and other team sports, like curling, stuff like that. This is degenerate bets of the week. Oh Yeah. Also, does have the Florida Panthers not played hockey in like two weeks? It's been a long time. I I feel like they're not even part of the NHL anymore. Like I just feel like they're not playing. Yeah, I don't even know what's going on either. <laughs> so, sorry to kind of go off on a tangent, but that something I noticed and I had to bring it up. No, I need to look into it. I really have no idea. Can I pivot back to the Winter Olympics real quick? Absolutely. Did you guys see the picture of that, like, the high ski jump? I don't even know the event with the giant, like, smokestacks in the background. <laughs> yeah. That was so, like, dystopian looking. Like, Yeah. Yes, that was hilarious. How does that happen? Just stick a giant Olympics emblem right on the smokestack. Yeah, like, how's the air quality there? Can't be great. Cannot be great. That's a tough look for the Olympic Committee. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, nonetheless, so Tyler, me and you, we will go over the NBA slate here in a little bit. I had it slated for after the Super Bowl, but with this being on a tight schedule, I figure we might as well go into the dumbest dummy picks for the night. Um, I went 0-3-1 on Friday. I am freezing cold. And it well, and Diz, how did you do on Friday? I went 0-2. So it was not it was not great. I'm falling off hard. Killed it on Friday. Uh I am down thirteen point nine six units and Diz is down three point zero five units. Holy Diz, <sighs> do you want to go ahead and give your dumbest dummy competition bets? Yeah, this is simple, Patty. Um there are four games tonight in the NHL that have goal totals of six. 
which is essentially five and a half. You just hedge if there are six goals as opposed to the five and a half you win on the six goals. Yep. Um, so I took over in all of those games, Red Wings at Wild, Maple Leafs at Kraken, Blackhawks at the Jets, Oilers at the San Jose Sharks, all over six. Kind of a blind guess. Don't know much about the teams. I just know that I love taking overs, and uh, I need some units to get me back up. And uh, we, we, we may uh, hit Odd Shark. We may hit Daily Stakes. We may uh, do some research, Pat. I know that's something I don't do very much on this podcast. I'm more of a <laughs> gut check gambler. But with football being over, I'm going to have to do some research. But those four are my lone ones tonight. Nice. I like it. Okay. So my first and main dumbest dummy bet, I have uh, DeMontis Sabonis triple-double plus the Kings to win at plus 1,639 odds. Um, I really love this. Um, In his last five games, Sabonis has averaged 21-9-8 and against the Nets. Um, So we know the Nets are in shambles. And this game is in Brooklyn, so Kyrie is out. So I don't have any doubt in my mind that the Kings will win this game. Um, So I I love the value in the play here. Now, a little side note here. I don't know if this is actually up on – hold on, let me see. trying to see if this is up on FanDuel or not. When I looked earlier, it was not on there, so I had to make this myself. Let's player performance doubles. Okay, it is not in the player performance doubles. So because it's not in the player performance doubles, you have to manually make this. So you go player points, Sabonis 10+, plus, player rebounds, Sabonis 10+, plus, assists, Sabonis 10+, plus, and then the Sacramento Kings to win, and you get plus 1639. Um, Sabonis, just to record a triple-double, is plus 800, but yet the Kings are two-point favorite against the Nets. So... I'm not sure where that logic or where that falls in, but if you kind of separate those all out together, you get really good value there. My Pat, Pat, I'm sorry. You might've said this. I'm, I missed it. Um, is this Sabonis' first game with the Kings? No, it is not. It is not. Okay. Okay. No, I was just curious. I don't know if he's played yet. Um, and you had some stats there in his previous games. I, I wasn't sure if those were all for the Pacers or not. They they are all for the Pacers, so that that is an issue because I said the last five against the Nets, so those would have occurred when he was on the Pacers. He actually has gotten a triple-double against the Nets in like three of his last six games against the Nets, so he, he really balls out against the Nets. Um, I am a little concerned because he's not on the Pacers, so all of those kind of previous game stats are a little bit wonky but I'm, I'm still going for it with the value there. Um, and then I'm going Raptors minus three and a half versus the Pelicans and the Nuggets minus 11 versus the uh, Magic. All right, Diz, uh, group best bets. Um, just like everything else we bet on on Friday, we went 0-3 as a group on best bets. Uh, we lost the Magic by the hook. We lost Rams minus four by a point. Um, we're up and down all over the place, but, uh, as a group, we are down 1.48 units. So, uh, let's see what strikes our fancy tonight. Pat, my only one, and then I got to hop off the pod. So I hope you guys agree with it. I'm loving the San Jose Sharks as home dogs. 
you know I'm a home dogs guy when it's two equal teams, um, pretty even teams um, as far as offensive and defensive output. So I'm loving the home team. San Jose Sharks plus 126 against the Oilers. Any thoughts there, Patty? And my personal Hail Mary parlay of the day, I chose the Oilers. With that being said, this was the one game that I struggled with picking a side. So I I am totally okay with us going with Sharks money line. Sweet. Love it. I got to roll. Good shit, boys. I'll see you all on Thursday's pod. Yes, sir. All right. See ya. Man, he, he got out of here before six. Man, what a... And then there were two. <laughs> and then the two best ones remained. Um, what other uh, best bets, Tyler? Any Anything striking your fancy? Um, I'm trying to find the odds for the IU-Wisconsin game. It is, it's down the... Oh, no, wait, that's tomorrow night. So, so we'll push that one back. Yet. Yeah. That explains why it doesn't have odds yet. <laughs> there is no Big Ten basketball tonight, apparently. M- Monday, Monday, uh, and Friday college basketball slates aren't great because one one top twenty-five game, and I don't like that one. So I think okay. we stay away from that tonight. So anything in the NBA? How about this? How about we'll go through the NBA slate and then talk some of these through, and then maybe by the time we get done with the NBA slate, we'll. Uh, We'll have some ideas. We'll figure it all out. We'll be feeling a certain kind of way about some of these. Yes, sir. I like that idea. All right. So the first game on here, Tyler, we have the Pistons at the Wizards, the literal suck fest, (laughs) possibly the two worst teams in all of basketball. Um, The Wizards actually own all major offensive categories, um, but that could be from the start of their season, too. Uh, They they started off really, really good. But uh, the Wizards are 12-16-1 ATS at home. Pistons 12-16 ATS away. Pistons 1-6 ATS their last seven. Wizards 2-15-1 ATS their last 18. Uh, Porzing God, Gafford, and Beal all out for the Wizards. So uh, in this one, I'm actually leaning taking the Pistons and the points. Uh, because of injuries, and Cade Cunningham is back for the Pistons. Beal's out as well? Beal's out for the rest of the season. Oh, and the Wizards are still minus four? Isn't that kind of insane? I'm, I don't get it. I mean, it works in our favor. I like the Pistons easy on that. that that's, that's, where I, that's where I'm going as well. Especially with them being 2-15-1 their last 18. That might be the worst 18-game stretch against the spread that we've seen all season. I mean, two in the last 18 is... I mean, two in the last 18 on winnings are tough enough, but even against the spread, that's rough. Yeah, yeah. All right, this next one. Thunder at the Knicks. Knicks are 10-point favorites. Um, The over-under is 207.5. Um... The Thunder thirteen and fifteen, or no, sorry, the Knicks thirteen and fifteen ATS at home. Thunder nineteen and ten ATS away. Knicks one and five ATS the last six. Thunder two two and one ATS the last five. Unfortunately, our guys SGA and Lou Dort are out for the 
Thunder, R.J. Barrett is still out for the Knicks, along with possibly Cam Reddish, Mitchell Robinson, and Nerlens Noel. Let me check that injury report because that could be a uh, a big game. Uh, I know Reddish played last game. So Nerlens Noel is officially out. Mitchell Robinson yes. and Reddish are still listed as questionable. Um, but I'll be honest here, Tyler. I I lean the Thunder. And I don't know if you saw, but just the possibly the worst melt of all time by the Knicks in their last game this weekend. Uh, I mean, against a really bad Portland team, too. They scored 11 right? points in the fourth quarter of the game. They lost to a... the Trailblazers, yeah. who basically traded away their entire team, and they had a 23-point lead and lost by nine points. Let me read you the starting lineup of the Trailblazers from that game. Yes, please do. I'm going to have to actually click on this guy because I've never <laughs> heard of him. So, C.J. Ellaby. Mm-hmm. Anthony Simons. Yep. Josh Hart. Mm-hmm. Yusuf Nurkic. Mm-hmm. And at power forward, Justice Winslow. Jeez, man, what is... That is a man that came into the league as a guard. It was their starting power forward and put up 14 points against them. I I cannot, in my right mind, bet on the Knicks. And the fact that the Knicks are getting 10 points here, I know SGA and Lou Dort are out for the Thunder, but the Thunder are 19-10 and 10 ATS away from home. They're actually a very good ATS team away from home. I, I have to go with Thunder. I cannot logically bet on the Knicks after I mean, that 10, performance. Ten points, like Knicks are not looking good. Yeah, I'm, I'm with it. Awesome. I mean, SGA being out's a little scary. Yes, Ludor being out's a little scary, but ten points, Knicks kind of suck too. So. All right, Tyler, next game, Kings at Nets. Kings two-point favorites. Over-under is 228.5. So uh, Durant, Harris, Irving, and Simmons are all out for the Nets. Um, No one notable out for the Kings. Um, Nets own all major offensive categories. Obviously, they were a pretty offensive-heavy team. The Nets are a shocking 5-20-1 ATS at home. The Kings are 11 and 15 ATS away. Kings 5 and 1 ATS their last 6. Nets 2 8 and 1 ATS their last 11. I am obviously leaning the Kings here cuz I mean you you saw my dumb dummy with Sabonis triple double and the Kings to win. I I lean I lean Kings here. So does that mean the other people they acquired in the trade are playing tonight? Yes. So um Seth Curry is starting in the at the shooting guard or at the two. Um, okay. But he's the only other one that who who else did they get? They got um Simmons, who's obviously not playing. Right. And Drummond too. Which Claxton is apparently starting over Drummond, so Well, I mean Claxton's probably the better player. Yeah. So we're looking at what, Patty Mills, Seth Curry. Bruce Brown, Kessler Edwards, and Blake Griffin? No, Nick Claxton. Oh, Nick Claxton. Instead of Blake Griffin or instead of... 
instead of Blake Griffin. So Claxton starting okay. at the five, and then Edwards, Brown, Curry, and Mills. I don't have a lot of faith in that lineup, I'll be honest. So I don't have much faith in the Kings, but I mean, they have been playing a little bit better since Sabonis got there after the trade deadline, right? Yeah, yeah. They they haven't they've they've covered and won both games in which uh since that trade, I don't know who exactly they've played. Uh, Timberwolves and Wizards, but I mean I, I think the Timberwolves are a decent team. And the Timberwolves had their full squad. And the Timberwolves beat them by 20 on that Tuesday before the trade deadline, right? Yeah, the game before the, the yeah. Timberwolves won by 20. These guys come in, and they end up winning by however much it was. Uh, Looks like oh, uh, 13 points. Yeah, so quite, quite a swing. I'm with it. I'm with it. I mean, I hate taking the Kings of you know, as a favorite, other you know, favorite, but Nets lineups trash this damn. So yeah, yeah, let's uh, go for it. Uh, Trailblazers at Bucks. Bucks fourteen and a half point favorites. The over under is two twenty nine. But again, we talked about this briefly before. The Trailblazers just have a horrific lineup. That same lineup that started against the Knicks is starting this game. Um, the Bucks own all major offensive categories. Obviously, Bucks eleven and seventeen ATS at home. Trailblazers eight and seventeen ATS away. Trailblazers two and six ATS their last eight, including that crazy game against the Knicks that they won and covered on. So realistically, you know they're one and six their last seven. Um, Bucks four and one ATS their last five. They're starting to pick it up a bit. Uh, George Hill and Pat Connaughton are out for the Bucks. What what say oh oh whoa oh, oh, whoa oh, whoa oh, oh, whoa oh. This line has shifted because it is announced that Giannis is out for the Bucks. Oh Giannis is out? So that that line so has how moved many... down to eleven and a half for the Bucks. Would you judge me if I said I'd still lean Bucks? No, no, I, I absolutely still lean the Bucks. Um I would I mean, argue that the market would probably overcorrect with the late breaking news of Giannis being out. So I I honestly still think the Bucks have this. I mean, it, it's almost a perfect game for the Bucks to sit Giannis out. You know, they shouldn't have yeah. a problem. It's at home. It's the Bucks. It's against a team that's probably not even arguably a basketball NBA caliber basketball team right now. So I'm I'm completely okay with going Bucks here. I mean, I was getting ready before you said Giannis. I was getting ready to ask if you were going to do a, you know, plus thirty-one uh, points on these guys. I, I still might. I mean, the the Bucks, the Bucks here are 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 the play. I think, and I I don't like taking fourteen and a half. I almost feel better now that it's down to eleven and a half. I know Giannis is out, but I just, and especially someone like me who likes to take the thirty-one plus point spreads. Yeah. Once you get up near that fifteen number, I start to get get a little weary of uh that but i mean I'm... with the 31 points you know we're that's living you know that's going for big odds yeah if if you're not getting great odds on a plus 15 point spread what's the point right right 
All right, Tyler. Uh, Raptors at Pelicans. Raptors, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Let me make sure that's still the case. Raptors, three-point favorites. Uh, Over-under is 220-and-a-half. Uh, the Pelicans, 14-12-1 ATS at home. Raptors, 16-9-1 ATS away from home. Raptors, an amazing 8-1 ATS or last nine. Pelicans, 5-2 ATS or last seven. However, they have not covered since the C.J. McCollum trade. You were, you were one of the few that were like, this doesn't make sense for the Pelicans. What are they doing? And I think they clearly messed up like the chemistry or something because – I mean, they, they have not looked like the same Pelicans team since that McCollum trade. Um, the only person listed on the injury report for both sides. Uh, Nate. Yeah, Nance. I said Nance. So I, I, I lean the Raptors here. I mean, the Raptors are on a tear that just is not usually seen. And I, I am fading the Pelicans until we see them prove otherwise with this McCollum trade. Yeah, I mean, adding probably what what do you think McCollum's the best player on their team? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a big well Ingram, so I would say Ingram's probably still their best player. But I'd I'd almost even say that Valanciunas is almost probably a better. I like I'm a big I'm a big Valanciunas guy. I, I, you know me, I'm a sucker for the big guy, the guy that's down Valanch- low, wow. banging, you know, getting 15 boards a game, putting up only 10 points. That's my kind of guy. Then would you concede trading Josh Hart for someone that has or needs McCollum's usage rate? Definitely a little iffy on chemistry. (laughs) I mean, because you're taking the ball out of Ingram's hands. You're taking shots away from I mean, McCollum, great scorer, doesn't really play defense. Right, right. And like you said, like it's – they have to learn a whole new different style of play to get this to work. And like you said, until we see it work, might as well fade them. Yeah, and I I usually don't like to bet the Raptors, but they have been on such a hot streak that you have to. All right, Tyler, this next one is an interesting one. So Spurs at Bulls. The Bulls are three-and-a-half-point favorites, but this uh, – this injury report was what got me, but let's let's go to the numbers first. The Bulls are 19 and 10 ATS at home. Fantastic team against the spread at home. Uh, Spurs are 16 and 12 ATS away. Very decent. Spurs three and two ATS the last five. Bulls six and three ATS the last nine. But the Bulls are without Levine, Ball, and Caruso. I, I have I have possibly two looks here. I was looking at the Spurs plus the three and a half. I think with Levine out, I don't know what this Bulls team has. I mean, they have DeRozan, obviously, but I don't know if that's enough. Vooch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but then I was also looking at possibly the under here. I know we like to bet the Bulls over when Ball and uh, Caruso are out because they're one of their better defenders, but. With Levine out, I don't know that the Bulls can put up, you know, 115 points. Because that's about what you're going to need if you're going to want to hit that 234 number. I mean, um, now would uh, Murray's a pretty good defensive player too. Would he be just basically free to cover? Uh, DeRozan? Yeah, at that point. 
Yeah, I don't know. If you if you had a play on this, which which way would you look? I still really trust the Spurs. It doesn't you know? They just trade away Derek White, a great defender, and got back Josh Richardson, who with the Celtics was shooting really well, but that's definitely not sustainable if you look at his career. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't really have much faith in the Spurs. I think they kind of stink, and they know they stink. They're playing for draft picks at this point. So the under I kind of like. Yeah, like I think I'd go under two thirty four. I mean, there's not. I mean, Vooch and DeRozan could come back to burn us, but Still. those are really the only two that. That's the two key factors. If they have huge games, may come back to burn us. But I like the under there, like you said. I mean, hundred and fifteen points per team wouldn't yeah. even cover this. So yeah, and two thirty four is a very large total. It's it's oh. rare you see two thirty four. You know. Oh yeah, I was looking at two thirty one. I was looking at the Rockets and Jazz there. So yeah, two thirty four even better. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll go under two thirty four. It's actually two thirty four and a half. So somehow this this number has gone up a half a point since when I looked at it. But I like the under two thirty four and a half. I'm with it. All right, this next one, Rockets at Jazz. This line has actually moved to Jazz minus fifteen. Um, the Jazz own all major offensive categories. The Jazz 12 and 18 ATS at home. Rockets 14, 14 and 1 ATS away. Rockets 1 and 7 ATS their last eight. Jazz 4 and 1 ATS their last five. Let's check the injury report. So Eric Gordon is in for Houston. That's good news for them. Rudy Gay is officially out for the Jazz. Gobert is questionable, but they did say I did see that Gobert did participate in the shoot-around earlier today, so I would assume Gobert is going to play. But uh, what, what, are you, what are you feeling on this one? Give me a second. I want to look up. Oh, my God. Big game here. Oh, what's that? Sorry. <laughs> so when I, when I was looking at this earlier, the total was 231. Yeah. I assume based off the news that Gobert is going to play, this total moved to 233 and a half. So it went up. It went up. And you were already leaning under. Correct? I was already leaning the under because I mean, again, I don't. I don't necessarily trust the Rockets. I don't necessarily trust the Jazz to win by fourteen, fifteen points. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't see necessarily either of these teams as big offensive, you know, scoring teams. And I mean, it's interesting that a perennial defensive player of the year candidate is, you know, more than likely going to play now they announced and the line goes up. Yeah. And one of the Rockets key offensive pieces, Christian Wood, who's going to be guarding Christian Wood, Rudy Gobert. I, I don't know. I I think this one's an easy under here. I two very large numbers here back to back that I think shouldn't even get close to really the, the number here. Maybe a little sprinkle on a plus 31? Yes. Definitely definitely could do that. There, there are a few larger spread games tonight, even a few not-so-large spreads tonight, that I might be looking at the 31 plus. I know that's, I know that's one of your guilty pleasures. So. It, it is. It is certainly one of them. And the way the NBA has been going of late, 
I, I've been pretty close to hitting these multiple nights in a row. I mean, you have hit some of them, so. Yes, yes. So, definitely, definitely something to look at there. All right, Tyler, Magic at Nuggets. The Nuggets are 11.5-point favorites. Over-under is at 224.5. That line has not really moved. Um, the Nuggets own all the major offensive categories. Obviously, we know the Magic stink. Nuggets 11 and 14 ATS at home. Magic surprising 18 and 15 ATS away. But the Magic 1 and 4 ATS their last five. Nuggets 5 and 1 ATS their last six. Uh, injury report. Um, the only thing is, uh, what's his name? Monty Morris. He is listed as questionable. He is their starting point guard when uh, Jamal Murray out. Um, but I, I think I still still lean the Nuggets. We we got we got burned by the magic on Friday when they were fourteen point underdogs and ended up losing by fifteen, I think it was. So and I honestly think that the Nuggets team this Nuggets team is better than the uh the Jazz maybe maybe not. That might be a stretch. But still eleven and a half doesn't seem enough for this uh magic team. Yeah, no, this Magic team stinks, and they've been playing even worse lately. Yeah. Uh, Nuggets, pretty good team, like you said, and it's at home for the Nuggets. That's always, you know, that's always at least a point or two. Yep, yep. So I'm with it. The Magic need Mo Bamba. They just need to feed him every single time. They need Mo better players is what they need. (laughs) I like it. Maybe that's the title of the episode. They need Mo better players. All right, Tyler, the last one, and I think you know where I'm going with this one, but it is the Warriors at the Clippers. Warriors, five-and-a-half-point favorites, over-unders, 220. Clippers, 12-17 ATS at home. Warriors, 12-12-2 ATS away. But the Warriors, 0-4-1 ATS, their last five. Clippers, 1-5 ATS, their last six. Draymond is still out for the Warriors. Unfortunately, Norman Powell is out for the Clippers. But... We talked about this with Jake before. We're pretty much in fade Warriors season, so getting Clippers plus five and a half at home seems like a gift. Like we said, until Draymond comes back, fade them. I mean, because what you said, last five games, and I think most of those, if not all of those, have been without Draymond. Yeah, no, they've all been without Draymond. I don't think Draymond's and... played in almost. Uh, I don't think Draymond's played in almost a month. I don't think. And so they haven't covered a single time in the past five games without him. So, and they were and, going up against a very bad Lakers team, and they did not cover the spread. And they're the favorites in this, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not seeing it. So, like we said, let's keep fading them. I mean, <laughs> if you've been betting against them, you know, spread wise for the past five games, you've made some money. So, for sure. Let's just keep on that train till they prove us wrong. That's right. All right, I'm just putting in these bets right now. So if you were to bet all of what we just said and do just the NBA, it's a nine-leg parlay, $1 to win $324.61. Go ahead and put that in. And then I'm going to do the Hail Mary parlay of the day while we're at it. So I'm adding in four NHL games. Uh, So that is the Wild the Maple Leaves, the Jets, and the Oilers. Tyler, do you want to guess at what the value is of that? 
How many legs was that? 13, but I will say the last four did not have Heavy great favorites. value. Yes. 13. I'm going to say we're in the $2,000 range. Not quite. $1 to not win $1,590.14. But again, it's because I do have some rather heavy money line favorites on that. So I don't think you were really that far off. Hey, I'm new to this. So. Hey, you're, you're doing a fantastic job. Um, all right, Tyler. So now if we go back and revisit the best bets column, or the best bets for the group. Of those NBA games, which one do you feel the best about? Uh, I think the last one we talked about, the Warriors. Uh, we're fading them. They stink. All the stats back it up. All the numbers back it up. They've been terrible without Draymond. And, you know, they're the favorite. We'll take it. Absolutely. And then let's throw in one of the two unders, Tyler. Which one? Do you like better? You like the Spurs, Bulls, or Rockets, Jazz? I think I like the Spurs on that one. That that's that's Spurs, where Bulls. I was leaning as well. I mean, that game could very well not break two hundred on the. <laughs> they could both. They could easily both score in the nineties, and I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Those in. All right, got our group best bets. Beautiful. All right, Tyler. Brings us to the end of the episode. What an episode it was to start off our Monday. Um, Anything you have for the viewers or anything you want to get off your chest before we uh, call it a day? I mean, do we we say what everyone's thinking on Twitter and everything, Pat? NFL rigged? Oh, hey, that is certainly something... That people are saying. Um, I mean, I'm. I feel like of the three usuals on this show, I would probably be classified as the conspiracy guy <laughs> of the three. Certainly, certainly. But hey, every every I show mean, needs one. I mean, we're talking. You know, the LA fan base hasn't been what they want. LA's kind of fair. You know, kind of been fair weather in the past, unless you're yeah. the Lakers. Yeah. It's the Lakers team. I mean. I think they like the Dodgers too. People at least like Dodgers hats. Yeah. Yeah. See a lot of those. But I mean, you know, you build a big stadium, you get the team from LA in their, you know, in their home stadium for the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then, you know, some questionable calls go their way. I mean, everyone's, I think everyone's been saying, you know, if the LA teams win, they'll gain their fans back. You know, people will like them. Yep. That's just more money in the NFL's pocket if people like them or people like the Rams. So, I mean, we all know it's not going to happen with the Chargers. No, they're not going to like the Chargers no matter what. So, <laughs> I, hey, you know, you, you definitely have a case after last night. I mean, they signed two of the more popular players in the league this season. Like, mm-hmm. And and just I mean, when it seemed like everything was going the Bengals' way and right. they were going to win the game and pretty easily at that, and then all of a sudden... I mean, what was that? Three or four penalties on that drive? Yeah, and and one of them was on like a third and goal or something, and they hadn't called anything the whole game up to right. that point. 
and then like, all of a sudden and that you know the time where refs normally swallow their whistle in crunch time you know normally that's when you let them play suddenly it's and i mean i on one of the plays it was a penalty i believe it was the right tackle for the rams jumped like a full second yeah. early yep the false like, start that was missed yep like blatant and then how do you this is just completely kind of unreal well, it's it's about the game and everything but i'm just curious your th- your thought on this so on that play when there was offsetting penalties when the guy just straight helmet to helmet like knocked cooper cup out they didn't stop the game or anything and didn't like make him come off the field to get like checked for a concussion or anything like that. Like, isn't that what they do now? Like if someone gets hit like helmet to helmet and it looks like it could be bad. I mean, he was like down for a while. I mean, we've seen a lot lesser hits have the players taken off the field. Right. And put like at least in. get checked or something. Right? right. And they're like, no, no, he's, he's, he's good. And then he went out and scored like the next play or something. Well, I mean, he was good, I guess, right? We hope so. I I, I, I I wait for the report to come out that says he was actually has a concussion. <laughs> Have you been seeing the reports that people are putting out there that they think Joe Burrow was playing that last couple, you know, last few drives with a hurt ACL? I mean, it's certainly possible. He was in a lot of pain after that uh, that play, but. I mean, I'm not saying I don't believe it's rigged. I'm just, you know, conspiracy theory guy. We something yep. to talk about. Yeah. A, it's a good little discussion point because it, I mean, I think a lot of people did have their eyebrows raised at that last night. Like it seemed like every time the Bengals looked like they could have a chance to get a stop, a little yellow flag flying in to save the day. It, it certainly did seem that way. All right, that's all I got for you, Patty. Hey, I like it. I appreciate it. RIP to the NFL season. It's been it's been fun. It's been a pleasure. Um, and also, just to let you all know, for those that are actual listeners, we will be dropping another commercial, another another promo spot. We'll be drop surprise releasing that Wednesday at some point. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't figure out what time I wanted to do it, but I wanted to drop the. We're going to be surprise releasing this at this time and this date. <laughs> A little viral marketing, you know, if you like the video, it gives you a little chuckle, puts a smile on your face, make sure to send it to your friends. Absolutely. that That's I the mean, best way for us to grow is for word of mouth. Like, hey, you love the show, let people know about it. That that helps us out more than anything. I mean, even if they're not gamblers, you think they'll find it funny. I get off the rails a lot, talk about non-gambling stuff all the time. People might want a little, you know, come in, listen, get a chuckle or two out of it. I mean, we do talk sports. I mean, if someone's you know listens to us, maybe they're hearing us put out some bangers on picks. They start. I mean, word of mouth will help us. So don't be afraid to send that to your friends. And even if you just want to roast me, like make fun of me for the ridiculous stuff that I put out, that's fine because that's also some good pub. So. Whatever you do, we appreciate it. Uh, make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram at SportsBetByDumb. That is where you will see this commercial when it drops. Also, make sure you check us out on the YouTube. Go into the YouTube search, type in Sports Betting by Dummies, filter by channel. We will be that first one on there. Look for the black and yellow logo. You cannot miss it. But thank you all for listening. We hope you have a great 
profitable start to your week, and we will see you all on Thursday.